This episode of the Willing to Go Ham podcast is sponsored by Anchor, Spotify, basically any streaming site that you guys utilize to listen to music or podcasts. So on this episode, uh, I talk about my love for music. I talk about uh, basically this is going to be a volume 0.5 because I think I'm going to start an extensive series about that uh, coming up here pretty soon. May even have some guests on to talk about some music in the future, but we'll see how this one goes. And I believe also at the 2445 mark, there's an article that I found about Park Hill South and there's a call to bring back slavery. It's very interesting. So with that being said, guys, hey, thank you guys so much for the love and support. Please, 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 please send this to all your peoples. Listen to it together. And uh, hey, thank you guys for all the love. I appreciate that. This is the Willing to Go Him podcast. Peace. What is going on, everybody? This is the Willing to Go Ham podcast. This is a good, this is going to be a good episode. I'm going to tell you why. Um, for the past couple of days, I have, I've happened to run into some pretty amazing individuals, and I've never talked so much about music before around these individuals, um, or just in general, outwardly spoke about music. And then whenever I, I claim, I give my claim to what I like about music and the type of music, although they don't have to agree, there are certain things that they agree with the majority of. Um, and I think I like to think that I have good taste in music, even if, you know, they don't listen to the same type of artists that I listen to. I like to think that uh, I, I can I can grab I, personally, I think I could be, I'd be a great DJ. I could definitely grab the attention of the room, depending on the type of crowd that I'm looking at. But that's besides the point. But music, what does it mean to you? You know, what does it mean to anybody that's listening right now? I mean, what do you guys listen to? Um, I don't really judge based off of what people listen to. I, I I know people that listen to death metal. I know people that listen to country. I know people that listen to alternative. I know people that listen to bluegrass. I know people that listen to 80s classic rock or 80s rock. And then this, I don't know, what's the difference between 80s rock and classic rock? Is that the same thing? You know, whatever. Modern rock. Uh, people that listen to uh, K-pop, I think is what it's called. Um I've really done a good job of expanding my music a little bit. I won't go as far as to listen to country unless it's Jimmy Allen. If you guys ever heard of Jimmy Allen, he's a very talented brother. Um, I didn't even know he was black. I had no idea. He, to me, is like the extension of like Darius Rucker. I think he's better, though. Um, but how I'm able to listen to uh, a large vast majority of my music obviously is through spotify shout out to spotify they also sponsor this podcast as well as well as anchor um but i've never if you guys don't again i'm not going to judge you if you have apple music i just think that spotify does such a great job of creating playlists like you can get a playlist of a playlist of a playlist of a playlist like it's the craziest shit i've ever seen like an experience but i've seen like like they got like uh, certain genres of music. Like I didn't know that. Uh, like I know that there's Arab music, but there's like this uh, radio called I think it's called Sh- Shira Lounge, Shri Lounge, Sharia Lounge. I think is what it's called. If I'm not saying it right, please please correct me. Uh, but they they play like a mixture of like Middle Eastern hip hop. They'll even throw in like a little bit of French. French Montana is very popular over in that because I think he's from Morocco. Maybe he's from Morocco. I could be wrong. But uh, he just looks like a light-skinned white guy to me or like a light-skinned mixed dude. But 
That's besides the point. They love French Montana over overseas though, because I think he he has that kind of vibe to him, which I he's actually one of my favorite artists to listen to, uh, depending on my mood. Um, but anyways, Spotify has all these playlists, and one in particular, I remember one day, I I told myself, let me get out of my own playlist, and I'm just gonna listen to strictly music that I've never heard before. And I did that. So they have music based off of regions. So you can listen to songs from like, I mean, Bolivar, Bolivar, I think is what it's called, or, uh, you know, Colombia. I've heard music from um, Arab countries. They have a, 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 a playlist called Arab X. Really good playlist. Even though I don't know what the hell they're saying. Uh, they have a reggaeton, a reggaeton. I think that's how you say it. Uh, reggaeton uh, playlist. They even have Japanese rap. And I'm going to tell you what, them Japanese people can rap their asses off. Well, let me tell you, it's dope. And then, of course, they have everything that's in America. So they have like Canada's top uh, top 100 list. They have the USA's top 100, Germany, France. You can listen to what everyone's listening to based off of streams um, on Spotify. So I don't know if Apple really has that. Like Apple app which Apple's fine. I started off with Apple at first. I thought Spotify was like kind of like second class, but now I've grown to love it and I pay for the premium package and it doesn't get old. <laughs> I love it. So anyways, the state of hip hop and the state of music today, it's in great hands. I think it's worth talking about now i could get into my origins and like why i love music so much obviously if you guys know me i'm a i'm a hip-hop head rap head r&b you know i like i like stuff like that like i said um really won't go outside that realm because it's just like hip-hop to me and rap have grown so much like remember there was just east coast west coast rap well now it's like branched off now you have the south you know you got midwest um you know, you got even some people in like the Southwest, like Southwest. I mean, you got people coming in South, uh, like Jack Harlow. You know what I'm saying? Like new guys that just come out of nowhere. And he and he has his own like branch of music. I throw him in that category with like G-Eazy a little bit. Like G-Eazy, the white rapper who's kind of cool, raps about fucking girls. And, you know, although uh, I've never heard Jack Harlow talk about popping pills, but, you know, G-Eazy definitely does. Um, but hip hop has grown as, as as a genre. I mean, now you have like drill rap, which, you know, rest in peace to Pop Smoke. He's definitely one of the artists that I like to listen to. Um, of course, you have people that like Drake, Kanye, um, you know, the, the, the hip, the heavy, the heavyweights of hip hop. Now, what's funny to, about Drake, you know, and I'm going to you know what? Damn it. I'm going to just do it again. And I'm going to say this again. It's funny to me that Craig David. <laughs> I'm never going to let this go. Craig David couldn't make it to be as big as Drake, man. Now, I talked to my homeboy, Chris. Shout out to my homeboy, Chris Love. Chris was like, you know, I think that the reason why Craig David couldn't make it is because he's a British dude. Fair enough. Drake is one of the biggest hip hop artists, one of the biggest artists of, of this decade. And he's not even American, but all Americans love him. So I'm like, dude, Craig David could have been that if he would have just learned the rap. And I don't think that we respect like 
British rap. We really don't because it just sounds funny whenever they're like, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> I said in your face. Like, I, I'm sorry, I have a horrible English accent, but like, you just can't take it seriously. And I understand why Craig David couldn't make it. Like, I get it. I totally get it. But Drake transcends. Drake to me is an artist, right? So like when I'm thinking about an artist, bear with me, guys. I'm all over the place with this music shit. Drake to me is an artist that transcends like a level of rap, singing, uh, visuals, entertainment. He transcends that. Very few artists, I think, really get the grasp that. Um, I think Drake, Drake, to me, Drake is an artist. Childish Gambino, to me, is is considered an artist or is at that artist level. I would even throw Nicki Minaj. I think Nicki Minaj is so versatile in what she does and she kills everything. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I throw her, her in that. Lauren Hill, that's another artist to me. I may be missing a couple other people. Sway Lee, I think Sway Lee is an artist. They say he's not just a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like he's <laughs> Sway Lee. I don't know about Slim Jimmy. Like I mean, but together Ray Shrimmer, they're they're good. But I'm gonna get into I'm gonna get into talking about them too at some point when I'm talking about eras of hip hop, um, and it's gonna like be broken off um, as far as like what it stood for, like anthems. Like we had certain anthems that represented like two years within a certain time gap, but that's besides the point. So, um, like, I, I don't know. I just love music, man. I love to talk about it. Really no rhyme or reason as to why I even made this episode. I just wanted to give my thanks. Somebody asked me who my favorite artist was, though, and I think it's no secret at this point, but Jay-Z, to me, is my favorite artist. Now, here's the thing. Um, I'm no longer going to argue about Jay-Z being the greatest rapper of all time. I'm not going to argue that. Because that's subjective to my opinion as far as why I think that. I'll talk about that in future episodes. But he's my favorite. That he's he's my greatest of all time. He's he's my favorite. But, you know, cause some people go, well, what about Wayne? You know, what about Eminem? Some people might even throw in Drake. Although I don't think that Drake It's hard to dethrone Jay Z. Like you just he can't. He can't. I don't think he can. Why? This is exactly why right here. This, for those who say that Drake is the GOAT, right? That Jay-Z is not the GOAT. Tell me this. Did you guys know that on September 11th, 2001, Jay-Z sold 427 copies of, I believe it was the Black Album, right? Then he sold a million copies. That was the first week. He sold a million copies, bro. Like, that that was no my bad 427 copies on 9/11 a million in a week a million in a week bro a million plus in a week i'm sorry drake could never do that drake can't even you know maybe he could well and, and okay he could but during a time of tragedy oh no 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 jay-z is yeah, he's untouched like i'm sorry like that's that's that shit is unheard of. When I heard that on the news, when I was because I remember listening to um, I never I never bought the I think I, I, did, I did I down did I I'm trying to remember if I downloaded it or no, I could. Oh, oh, you know what? I didn't download it. But I remember we had a guy in the neighborhood at the time that was selling the CDs at the barbershop. I do remember that. And I remember I bought a CD with the money that my mom gave me for my allowance and I bought the black album. I think I want to say it was the black album or it wasn't it definitely wasn't the blueprint. I think it was the black album. But yeah, man. Wait, matter of fact, let me before I before I continue, 
uh, on this. Let me go ahead and fact check to make sure that uh, I didn't uh, that I, I didn't miss anything. Because I, I would hate for people to go, oh, see, you don't know you're not a real fan because Jay Z came out with he came out with that on another another day. So therefore, you're not a real Jay Z fan. Ha. Uh, oh one. Oh, so my bad. My my apologies. It was the blueprint. It was the blueprint album. The black album was after that. So, anyways, um, yeah. Which the blueprint was a good album. That was a good ass album. Great album, as a matter of fact. Uh, that had was it Renegade? I think Renegade was on that. I want, yeah, I want to say Renegade was on that. Um, he had um, Girls, 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 Jigga, and Izzo. Now, I didn't realize that all the... I read something that it said that Jay-Z... For, and that this pays tribute to Kanye, that Kanye was like... He was a producer on the album. And I, and I think Eminem produced... Uh, he produced uh, Renegade. He produced that himself. So, like... What a beat that was. Like, if you guys ever heard Renegade, do me a favor and listen to it. You can't tell me, man, look. <laughs> Sometimes on, on episodes like this, I also do some quotes. This dude said, <laughs> yo, Eminem hopped on the track. He's like, since I'm in a position to talk to these kids and they listen, I ain't no politician, but I kick it with them a minute. You see, they call me a menace and if the shoe fits, I wear it. But if it don't, then y'all just swallow the truth, grin and bear it. Now, who's the king of these rude, ludicrous, lucrative lyrics? Who could, man... Look, <laughs> yo, he said, hey, he killed me when he said, <laughs> but I'm debated, disputed, hated, and viewed in America as a motherfucking drug addict. Like, get this, like, <laughs> as a motherfucking drug addict, like, you didn't experiment, not, not, woo-wee, baby, hey, <laughs> killed that shit, bro, he killed it, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And can't nobody, uh, can't nobody, I'm over here looking at everybody. And that's another thing I like about uh, Spotify. I can look at, I can look at people's, uh, I can look at what they're watching, what they're listening to right now. So shout out to my guy, Mike, uh, Michael Baker. He's listening to Jeremiah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm calling everybody out. Uh, Emily Pasta's listening to uh, Had Me By Halftime. I don't know what the hell that is. That must be a country song. My guy Ron is listening to Walkstar. G Unit. Juwan's listening to G Unit. Uh let's see. A lot of a lot of different. Anyways, this is all beautiful, man. Music itself is beautiful. So this is just part one or volume one. Matter of fact, this ain't even a volume yet, because I'm not even talking about anything. I'm just talking about, you know, music in general, not nothing in specific. For those who don't know, <clears throat> this <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Gatorade. Quench your thirst. I'm playing. I wish it was though. That'd be nice. I make a, a fortune off that. But um, yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about albums? I think we should talk about uh, albums. A couple that came out aside from Baby. Oh, you know what? We'll talk about Baby Keem's album. Um, like I said, that album gave me that that first that first listen. Like whoa. Like Post Malone's, like oh another artist that I really do enjoy listening to that I I, I don't listen to him a lot as much, but when I do, I, it's hard to skip Saint John. If you guys listen to Saint John, it's uh, S A I N T, 
and then John, but there's no O, so it's just J-H and St. John. Super, super, super vibey music, bro. St. John is a mixture of if you took The Weeknd and Travis Scott and put them together. <laughs> that, that's, that, to me, that is um, that's St. John. He, he's, a, he's a great, he reminds me a lot of Childish Gambino, too. Just a tad bit, um, as far as his harmonizing and like singing and rapping and stuff like that. He that's an artist. Saint John is also an artist too. He's also an artist. So um, obviously, um, you know, like I said, Keem's album did it, it did it did not disappoint. South Africa. I mean, I like that song. <laughs> Catch a flight out the blue South Africa. <laughs> I love that song, man. Um, and you know what? With him being a new artist, I don't even know who he signed with. I have no idea. But uh, I like, I mean, we're talking about, obviously, everyone's heard um, Do Rag Activity, right, with Travis Scott. Uh, besides South Africa, I like the song that he did with Kendrick Range Brothers. Woo. Love that. Definitely love that. Hooligan, that was also dope. I'm thinking off the top of my head. Vent and uh, Scars, that was also good. Good song on the track. Coco with Don Tolliver. I love Don Tolliver, too. If you guys know me, I like Donnie. So um, then, of course, we can get into Drake. Here's my thing. This is my this is my whole beef with Drake fans, like Drake stands, if you will. Because every year you guys make this whole idea that Drake is the greatest of all time with every album that he comes out with. I've been hearing this shit. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, knock my microphone down. I've been hearing this shit since Views, okay? And I hate it. And, and let me and let me clarify my thoughts on Views just for a moment, if you don't mind. This is going to confuse a lot of people. Views was not a bad album, but I do think it was his worst album of his catalog, if that makes sense. I came to that conclusion when I listened to Views a couple days ago. I, I, I listen to it, and, and, and this is how I, I can determine if music is good or not. Let, let me just walk you guys through this. What I do is I will listen to the track, I'll listen to the album in order, right? Then I will listen to the album and shuffle it to know, okay, do I really like this album or not? Am I just liking it because everyone else likes it? And here's the thing. I liked Views, but when I say I hate Views, I hate Views because it was the worst album in Drake's catalog. Just like um, when I'm talking about Kanye, I didn't like Ye I hated Yeezus. Yeezus, as far as Kanye, I hated Yeezus compared to what Kanye's catalog was about, if that makes sense. Yeezus was my least favorite album. A lot of people liked Yeezus. I did not like Yeezus. I didn't like it with his catalog. Was not a bad album. I know it sounds like I'm contradicting myself. <laughs> Or it's kind of overlapping, but it makes sense to me. That's how I describe it. So, Certified Lover Boy. Okay, we're, we're going to talk about that. Uh, I thought to me that was one of Drake's. That was a mixture. To me, it, it wasn't Scorpion that had a lot of, uh, to me, where it had a lot of views, throwaway tracks, in my opinion. I think that this was an album that stood out. I thought the producing was great. Uh, the features, I like the features, like Girls Want Girls, you know. You know, she said, I pussy, I'm like, me too. <laughs> um, you know, in the Bible with Lil Durk, I, thought, I felt like Lil Durk didn't get enough shine on that one. Also, what I liked about this album was that he didn't include Laugh Now, Cry Later. Drake has always put his biggest singles on his albums for whatever reason. And 
I never like that. I never like, I don't like when artists do that. Like you don't have to do it. We've heard it a year in advance before you came out with it. Now you include it. No, no thanks. Fair trade. Love that. Love all. Now here's the thing with love all. Love all had the flow with Jay-Z on, in contrast to, um, uh, what was it called? Not the one. With, what was that song that he did with uh, with Kanye West on um, Donda? Was it? It wasn't Jesus. It wasn't Jesus Love. Uh, oh, uh, Jail was it? I think is that the one? I might go to jail. Is that what? Is that what it was called? Hold on. Let me go back real quick. Jail. Yes, yeah, it's called Jail. My bad. So, um, Jail had bars. I'll say that Jail had bars. Didn't have flow. Um. But, like, you can't really go wrong with, like, Drake and Jay-Z, right? Obviously, they also got the song Way Too Sexy featuring Young Thug, Future. I mean, that's pretty much the male version of WAP, uh, if you will. Pipe Down, that was a great album. Knife Talk, I like Knife Talk. Now, what I didn't like was the fact that they put Project Pat on the, on. All they did was include his vocals from a song, like, that came out, like, almost 20 years ago. Um, you only live twice, obviously. Wayne, Ross, they did their thing. Uh fucking fans. That was fine. The remorse. I liked it. Uh, overall, I, I liked the album. Like, I mean, In Too Deep, that was another good one. I didn't like any I didn't like Yebba's Heartbreak. I was not a fan of that. I don't even know who I don't even know who Yebba is. I've never heard of Yebba. Don't really care. Um Poppy's Home. There was a lot of tracks on here. I can't remember the which ones off the top of my head. A lot of them were samples. One of them was way, way too sexy. They uh from Right Said Fred. If you guys ever heard, I'm too sexy for my shit. Sorry. So um like that album. I thought it was dope. Um not Drake's best. I would have to put this behind. Nothing will ever top, nothing was the same. Except, well, you know what? I would put nothing was the same before take care. I'll say that. Then I would put, I would, then I would probably put this, this might make it, like, I would say this is probably Drake's top six album. Top six, because nothing beats the comeback season. Like, uh, like none of these albums, like, especially, all I know is, is that Views is dead last. <laughs> views is last on my list. I would put more life before I put Views. That, that's just me. Um, and let's talk about this Kanye album just for a minute. Um we've waited what two years three years for an album right and um i like this better than jesus is king i think this is better than kids see ghosts it's better than life of pablo uh i didn't really like yay i didn't like jesus really but um yeah all all of old kanye i would definitely throw this in like maybe the top ahead of like all the things all the ones i just listed i'll say that um the dislikes. I, I think that what people dislike the most that, that I saw on Twitter was that this, the album is clean. I like the features. I did like the features. But the thing that I think that messed Kanye up is his alliance with Trump or that temporary alliance shit that he did. That's why it's hard for people to really validate Ye and claim Ye's album, Kanye's album, because of his political affiliation or whatever he tried to pull. I don't know what it was. I threw all that to the side and I thought to myself, let me just listen to it. 
And I like this album more than I like Certified Lover Boy. Simply because of the overall body of work. Like we know what we're going to get at it. We know what we're going to get from Drake. This new Kanye, this religious Kanye, which by the way, the, the engineering and producing on this album is also very good. I can understand why he went back and like did what he did um, as far as like doing a, extending the you know album and stuff like that. I like the album. Um, it makes me feel good in the morning, and it's also something that you could bump in church. I mean, if you if you're one of those churchgoers, if you guys go to light, uh, what's that place called? Uh, Hillsong. <laughs> you guys go to Hillsong. You got you might hear this there. <laughs> you might hear it. You know, because that's why the hipster hipster church people like to play these days. So, and if you do go to Hillsong, nothing wrong with that at all. But uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's 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 like the cool church. It's where people go to, uh, and then they go to brunch after that church and brunch. I see that a lot on these dating profiles. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my brief, I have to do a more thorough breakdown with uh, some folks, some good, some good people uh, that like music like myself, maybe in the near future. Um, what else? Um, is anybody a kidding fan? <laughs> Probably not. I think you guys are kidding fans. That's okay. Hydrate. No one else is a kidding fan in Kansas City but myself. I'm the only kidding fan here. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for this segment, man. This is just the beginning, guys. So, you know, if I if I kind of sort of threw you off with what I was talking about, uh, this is just really an episode, a brief telling of what's to come. But, yeah, that's that. So I'm on Twitter minding my business, as usual, thinking about some cool shit to tweet. And I happened to find this article, and I couldn't believe it. Oh, uh, well, okay, sorry. I could believe it, but <laughs> uh, it just it just was something that I was like, wow. So if you guys don't know, uh, Park Hill South, which is the newer high school of the Park Hill School District, uh, from my memories of Park Hill South, it was the school for the rich kids. Uh, that, uh, you know, they kind of stuck to themselves, really. At least that's what I was told. I was told that Park Hill South was the rich school. Compared to Park Hill, I think that Park Hill was a little more diverse, in my opinion. Now, it may be, um, it may be more diverse now. I read something on Twitter about that, that there's more diversity in the school, which is fine. That's, that's dope. So, um, it says here that there was a disturbing racist petition prompts parents to call for accountability at this Casey school. So I thought this was uh, very interesting. It says here that uh, parents in the Park Hill School District are demanding accountability for the student or students behind the racist petition last week to say that they would that they would like to call back slavery. <laughs> oh, man, we, we still can't get past this, huh? Uh, the school district has shared few specific details on the incident, which originated at Park Hill South High School last week. Nicole Kirby, a district spokesman, said Tuesday that the matter is considered to be a discipline incident and therefore the amount of information the district may share is limited, including the number of students involved or the exact details of what transpired. Uh, why? Why is that? Why is it that this is something that has to be so hush hush? Why can't we know the specifics? You know, why can't we know these things? We can't talk about specifics, Kirby said. 
But we sure wanted to make we but we sure want to make sure or but we wanted to make sure that we responded and let the people know that we don't tolerate discrimination or harassment. Huh. Okay, but you tolerate people that want to bring back slavery. And and, okay. Uh, Carrie Heron, I think that's what it says here, principal of Park Hill South, shared a message with the student body on Friday in which he described the racist statements as unacceptable. He said the impact of the sentiments that are being heavily felt within our school are dire. We are outraged, hurt and saddened by that this has occurred. Heron said in the statement, this is not who we want to be at Park Hill South. Our differences make us stronger. We do not we do not tolerate discrimination or harassment. Um, Julie Stutterheim's 15-year-old adopted daughter, who was, Ethi- who was Ethiopian, um, heard a vague announcement over a PA at a lead innovation studio, another high school in the Park Hill in the Park Hill School District. What what is that? I've never heard of lead innovation studio. I've never heard of that. Uh, on Monday, about the incident at Park Hill South, she was really upset when she learned about what had happened. Stutterheim said. Uh, she heard a classmate. She heard from a classmate that it was a reference about to a petition about slavery. The subject was diff- was a difficult one for her daughter to even raise. Stutterheim said. She said, "You know, you're you're white, mom, so you really don't know what it's like." And I said, "Yeah, you're right." Stutterheim said. She said, "I just wanted to know something was being done." Uh, Kirby and the board of po- policies in behind. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, um, Carrie Kirby said that there are border policies in place that define consequences for harassment, including racial harassment. And the district is following those rules in the day in the next coming days. The incident came to light. Kirby said that Park Hill is doing a lot of listening with parents and students. We've set up some opportunities for students and even parents to be able to share their feelings about this and try to provide some support to them. Kirby said, adding uh, this is very much evidence that we have work to do because we have a commitment to be a creative, inclusive, and welcoming environment where everyone feels they should belong. So, you know, all, I, I'm not going to read this any further because I kind of sort of understand where this is going. Um, I, you know, this is one of the problems that I've always had with, uh, and uh, again, I'm sorry for the uh, terrible reading. I, like I said, I got something caught in my throat. Pause. Kind of tickles back there. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> it, I, I wish people could really. I don't even know how I want to break this down. One of the things that I have noticed, though, um that they teach in schools. And I'm not a teacher, I'm not an educator, but I do read and I do love history. Not once did I ever hear um, in history class. Now, I don't think that this is something that uh, is an indictment on my history teachers. My teachers in history are the reason why I love history to this day. But when it came to the slavery unit, one thing that they never spoke about or when they talked about the indigenous people, see, they don't talk about um, the fact that like, in the South, not every white person owned slaves. That's the truth. Also, you had to be wealthy. So for all the people out there, all the, all the people who owned slaves, they, um, they were wealthy people. They, I believe they were wealthy 
and wealthy northerners as well that also own slaves. So not everybody owns slaves. So the problem is, is what that does is whenever they've seen like cemented this into our minds, basically to say that black equals slave. You know that and I think that that's wrong. I think it's wrong. Um, is this surprising in Park Hill? Like, I mean, in 2021, yes, but we also have to understand that like a small minority shouldn't like uh, it shouldn't warrant the attention of like everyone. You know, we we you know at the end of the day, as a black man, I understand that not everyone's going to like me because I'm black. Um, and I, but I pay no mind to, I pay no mind to those who don't like me. And I wish that was just something, and it's easier said than done. I'm not saying, oh, get over it. No, no, this is something that I think needs to be addressed. And I wish that the school board would allow, you know, they don't want, they, they, here's the thing, they don't want to allow harassment, right? But they want to allow students to say things, you know, to say things like that. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But, you know, they're minors. So, I mean, that's probably also why they have to keep their names under wraps. But um, this isn't shocking in the Northland. I mean, you know, uh, it's not. I've I've experienced my fair share of racism living in the Northland. But since I've had to live here, I mean, it was just one of those things where I was like, all right, well, not like I got over it, but it was just like I had to move differently. You got to move differently. You got to move more smart uh, or or more intelligently if you're going to try to make it in the Northland as an African-American or a minority. Um, It's it's definitely rough. Like you you still and it's it's weird depending on where you go. Like I don't really pay much attention to my surroundings because I'm mostly just zoned out listening to music. But I can I, I sometimes catch people staring like I sometimes like, and it's always like the older cats, the older people that kind of look at me like, what's he doing here? I'm like, nigga, it's price chopper. Everyone can come here. What the fuck? So I'm just hoping that they can find a a resolution to all this or a solution to this. They can resolve it one way or another. Now, I did hear that all the kids got was like 10 days of OSS. Um, And a lot of people like, well, what more can we do? Um. It makes me wonder if these kids, if their parents got money. That's what it makes me wonder. Like, if if it's just 10 days of OSS, you know. Or maybe they're one of those students that, like, maybe joked about it, you know. And they, you know, he's not, well, you know, we're not racist. He would never do, you know, he, this is not in our character. It was a joke. It was a terrible joke. What's the hold up, you know. Um, But I feel bad for this, uh, young, this young Ethiopian uh, sister, though, man. I feel bad for her, man. But I just hope that what this what what I would get out of this if I was to have children, right? And I was to tell my kids that, like, you know, whenever, especially when units like slavery come around, it's always like a kind of a um, a sore subject, a sore issue. But it, but it's also shows the stupidity on those who believe that black always equals slave. Like, if you really do some history and some research, you'll find that like not all black people were slaves. You're gonna find that out. I found that out. You know, you find that a lot of these uh, 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 black people, right? A lot of them came from the British Isles. They didn't come from Africa. Quiet is kept. So I'll have to talk about that on another episode. But I just thought this uh, article was pretty interesting, to say the least. And I hope that they can come to some sort of uh, appropriate punishment. 
for the student or students that did this. That's all I got, though.